This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's podcast episode is a solo one and it's a topic that has been requested and it's for me to sort of rehash uh, a series of Instagram stories that I did in regards to one of my little boys and his sleep. So I'll do that for you here. The reason I think people have requested that I pop this into an episode is because it's relatable and hopefully helpful. I've heard from women who listened to my Instagram stories who took this on board and went and implemented some of these changes for their own family and have found it really valuable. So I thought, all right, cool, let's put it into an episode. So for those of you who don't know, you know, maybe perhaps you're newer to the podcast, but I am an infant and toddler sleep consultant. I'm certified in that. I own and operate the Kind Parenting Company where we do specialize in baby and toddler sleep and also offer guidance and support for toddler behavior as well. The Kind Parenting Company is an incredible resource for anyone who has a baby or a toddler and I definitely definitely recommend jumping over and checking it out. So as someone who is a certified sleep consultant and clearly very passionate about sleep, I guess it can come across a little bit funny to sit down and say, you know what, my nine-year-old, well, he was eight at the time, my eight-year-old needs me to sit with him to fall asleep. Because after about three months old, the boys really didn't need me to assist them to sleep at all, potentially, like, of course, it seems like a long time ago when you do forget things, but, you know, of course, when they were teething or moving through a regression or unwell, they would require mom or dad to be with them. But they really were such, sounds awful to say, but such well-oiled machines when it came to sleep from such a young age because I was instilling so many of the practices that we talk about over at the KPC with the boys. And, you know, I can remember when they were toddlers, my mum would look after the boys and she would say to me, it's incredible, Kylie, like when it is nap time, the boys happily hop into their sleeping bag and go into their cots with smiles on their faces. And it was always like that, you know, we always had a bedtime that was so easy, books, bed, kiss goodnight, shut the door out of there. And they would just sleep so beautifully. And even once they were transitioned into toddler beds, if they woke up of a morning or if they needed a parent through the night, they'd call out. It's like they were so, uh, so well, well trained sounds terrible, but they were just so good at sleeping, thankfully, especially like having two at once. I definitely 
felt that all of us, like the whole family unit, needed to value and prioritize good sleep habits. And so we never really had any dramas with sleep after, you know, the first couple of weeks of having newborns and whatnot. And then when we went through a family separation, I lent into overcompensating with a lot of things, I think, in terms of my time and attention with the boys. I felt so worried about the adversity that they would face going through this separation. And so bedtimes became this time that we would really spend a lot of quality time together. And also I didn't have a partner in my life. And so often the boys would sleep in my bed. You know, they were five and because they were such great sleepers, I was never fearful of them becoming too dependent on co-sleeping. And I felt like at that time, you know, and it's in hindsight, I say maybe I was overcompensating and wanting to make sure they were okay, but maybe it wasn't even that, you know, it was probably more to do with the fact that I felt like we all needed that connection because it was the first time in their lives that they were spending nights apart from me when they were with their dad. And of course they're with their dad, but I had been their primary carer you know, I'd always been there at every bedtime and every bath time and every dinner time. And it was so hard, like so hard to be separate from them, hard on all of us. And of course, harder on them. Um, And so our bedtimes, like the three of us would just get into my king size bed and we'd fall asleep. And then when we moved house uh, in oh, a year and a half, close to two years ago now, I guess, time just flies. I said to the boys, right, we're not doing this anymore. You guys need to sleep in your own beds. I just had the wherewithal to know that if in the future I was to meet someone, I didn't then want them to feel like they were getting kicked out of my bed because of that person being there. I just knew it was better for everyone's independence as well. And so in that house that we moved into, which if you followed along It was like a really narrow townhouse that I was living in, like cement floors, a lot smaller than the house we'd been in before. And their bedrooms were right next to each other. And from their bedroom, they could also see my bedroom. And so I felt like this was a great time to get them used to just going to sleep on their own again. And they did brilliantly. But bedtime did become a time that I would sit and talk and talk and talk with them. And again, I was craving that connection with them. I was also a bit lonely. And I also, like just, I guess because there like wasn't anything for me to, not that there wasn't anything to do. My gosh, there's always something to do. But once they were asleep, I was just alone with my loneliness as I potted through the house. And so I was totally comfortable and fine having really long bedtime chats with both of them. And then I would sit with each of them till they fell asleep. So they were no longer sitting in my room, sleeping in my room, excuse me, but I'd sit with them. And I liked it, you know, and they'd hold my hand and it felt important to our bond and it felt like what they needed. And particularly with one more than the other who does just generally need more from me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, 
And so then another year later, six months later, actually, we moved house again into the house that we're in now. And we have been here for, it'll be a year in Feb. So depending when this episode comes out, probably longer, over a year by the time we get this one up. And so moved in here and the same sort of thing continued with really long bedtimes, me bouncing between the bedrooms. I'd have a chat with one, have a chat with the other, read with them both, sit with them, pat their hair, talk to them, do all of that stuff. But they weren't coming into my room. So I was like, this is great. This is fine. Fast forward a couple of months, fast forward again when Brendan's living here. Brendan had been living here for a little while and it was me. Like I said to Brendan, I'm like, this is a joke. Like I am putting them, like saying to them it's bedtime, like they're brushing their teeth at seven and then I'm still bouncing between their bedrooms at 8.30. And they're not distressed, but they're so used to me doing that. It's just being the done thing, but it's making my day really long, you know? And that's one of the beautiful things about helping your little ones to sleep and having a bedtime is that as a parent, you then know that you have a finish line at the end of the day. You know that come 6 p.m., come 7 p.m., whatever bedtime it is for your child, depending on their age, you know you then get a little bit of transition time into just being a human for a bit. (laughs) You know, and there's all those memes about that tug of war between wanting to go to bed early to catch up on sleep versus wanting to stay up late so that you can have some of your own time. And however you need to spend your time is perfect, whatever you do for you. But it just felt a bit ridiculous to me that it was taking so long for this bedtime situation to happen. And when the boys were at their dad's one day, Brendan and I were having a chat about it. And I was like, it's just not working for the whole family unit right now. So what can we do? And so I came up with a bit of a game plan and I thought, well, they're eight now. They can handle being up a little bit later, obviously, because they're happy to chit chat till 8.30 with me. They can handle being awake a bit longer. They can certainly fall asleep on their own. I know that they can. They're not distressed. They're just in the habit. And so I said to Brendan, I think what I'll do is I'll explain to the boys why we're changing the way that we're doing bedtimes. And I will start just checking in on them. So rather than sitting with them, I'll do a bit of a gradual reduction. And so long story short, when the boys came home from their dads, we sat down and we had a chat. And I said to them, like, you guys, you know how we're a family unit and we're all contributing. Bedtimes right now are not working for the whole family unit. And I don't think they're really working for you guys as well, because it's not fun to have mum bouncing between bedrooms and lying in bed for 90 minutes at night while we wait for you guys to fall asleep. I said, it's not working for mummy. I don't think it's working for you guys. I've come up with a plan and this is what we're going to do. And I said to them, firstly, I'm going to make you a trade-off. And one of the trade-offs is I know that you value that quality time we have before bed. So you both get to stay up a half an hour later. Your bedtime is now 7.30 instead of 7 p.m., And during that half an hour, we're all going to hang out. So you can sit at the kitchen bench and draw while I'm doing the dishes, or if I'm catching up on work, you can sit in the office with me. We can all be close, like physically close. I can fold laundry while you guys are prancing around the house and doing your stuff. Whatever it is that we're doing, we can all be together. And if you want to have a chat, that's the time that we're all going to have a chat. And so that's a bit of a trade-off. 
The second part of it is instead of mummy sitting with you guys to fall asleep, I'm going to sit with both of you for about 10 minutes and we're going to have our end of day conversation. We're going to have a snuggle. I'll hold your hand. I'll pat your head. But then I'm going to kiss you and say goodnight. And what I'll do is I'll keep checking in on you. So I'll go and do a task like put the laundry away. Then I'll come back and I'll check on you. Um, I'll just check on you from the doorway. I'll give you a bit of a wave or blow you a kiss. Or if you need a hug, I'll give you a hug. And you can count on me that I will keep checking on you until you fall asleep. But the goal is that you're going to fall asleep during those time periods where I'm catching up on my chores. And I just explained like, mum needs an end of the day too. Mum's got a lot of stuff to do. Um, this is, you know, another reason why we're doing it because we're a family and we all contribute to the family working well together. And so that's what we did. We allowed the boys to stay up that little bit later, which they thought was so cool. And they think they're such big boys now. And then I read to them. I read to both of them. We're reading chapter books at the moment. I read a chapter or so. Then I sit with one, say goodnight to him, sit with the other, say goodnight. And so the first couple of nights, my son, who definitely is a little more anxious, was really worried that I would forget to check on him or that the checking in would be too infrequent. So I upped how often I was checking on him because I wanted to build that trust with him that I would check on him and kind of calm his anxiety and be secure and stable for him. So I did check on him a little bit more so that he could visibly see me come into his bedroom, smile at him, and then I'd tell him, okay, I'm just going to put the dishes away now. And then as soon as I'm finished, I'll be back. And I think it's really important that we keep our word to our kids. It's very tempting to be like, oh, I can't hear anything. I'm just going to keep moving on and hope for the best. But if they are awake and in panic, they're clocking that we're not keeping our word. So being really consistent and keeping my word with him was very important. And I'd go back in and check on him, did the exact same thing for a couple of nights, and then slowly made that gap larger. So I would do two tasks. I'd say to him, okay, after I do the dishes, I'm going to have a quick shower and then I'll come back and check on you. And over the space of the six nights that they're with us, literally by night number four, it was down to one check-in. So I'd go out of the room, I'd faff around, come back in, check on him and go back out. And by the time I would come back in again, he was asleep. And it was that simple. I think it was a combination of me having a plan, explaining the plan to the boys, being consistent, keeping my word and doing that gradual kind of reduction. And honestly, it has made bedtimes such a breeze now. Not that it was terrible before because it wasn't like it wasn't distressing and upsetting. And bedtime certainly can be like that, particularly when your kids are protesting and they are really fighting. Like it wasn't awful at all, but it was just exhausting you know, and particularly the week before you do for your period, it's like, I just don't want to do this for 90 minutes. It's not serving any of us. And so just implementing those little changes have made the world of difference. I read to them now, sit with them each, cuddle, kiss, five minute chat. Sometimes that chat blows out a little bit with one of them because he's very good um, with all the big existential questions. But nine times out of 10, I check on them once and they're asleep. And it's so nice. It's been really, really good for all of us. So I thought I would pop that into a podcast episode for you because perhaps you have children that are around the same age or you're in a similar dynamic. I often find with sleep stuff, 
as parents, we get into this mode of thinking that, oh, this is what works. It's working. You know, this is what works, but it's working in the moment and not working long term in terms of it's not super sustainable and you are paying some sort of tax for it, whether it is the tax that you're exhausted or that you have so much that you then have to do at the end of the night once they're finally down. So perhaps some of these uh, ideas, it's very simple, very basic, but it might make a difference for someone listening out there. If you do have babies or toddlers, absolutely jump on over, check out the Kind Parenting Company. Our programs all come with audio files. So if you do have babies or toddlers and you enjoy podcasts, you can listen to all of those chapters, the audio version. Um, You don't even have to read it these days, which is so, so cool. And if you are looking at sleep stuff for babies, Uh, In particular, all of our baby sleep programs have video tutorials as well. So I will pop the link to the KPC in the show notes for you. But as for now, if there is something that I talk about on Instagram stories and you would love it to go into a podcast episode, please do let me know. You can always slide into my DMs or leave a comment. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 